0: Ankhoten Eir Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin. by HaShem Shire, number 114. This Pliskin. We're holding on the safer Self-Confidence. And another motivation of trying to develop self-confidence is to know that you can't use your full potential unless you have it. We all have inner strengths, and we have limitations. With self-confidence, we empower more of our inner strengths. And without self-confidence... We empower our limitations. This is why we said many times from many Gedalia Yisrael. One of them was the previous Lababat Shereber of Yaisa Yitzchak. He used to write this in his letters and say it often that just like one has a chiv, a responsibility to know about one's faults in order to correct them, so too there's a chiv, equally strong, perhaps even stronger, to know about your milus, what your good qualities are, what your potential is, in order to bring it out and help and people and bring your out what Hashem wants you from this world. When Hashem gives you a shlichus, He's empowering you. He's giving you that kayach. So, now it's never, never a guarantee. It's not a result-oriented thing. In other words, even with self-confidence, sometimes you may not be successful with some things. Sometimes you will do le- um, not as good as you thought you would. And uh, you may not say... Uh, um, You know, what needs to be said, or may not do what needs to be done. It it could be. And on the other hand, even without self confidence, you may be matzliach in a lot of things. You may do better than you thought. And, you know, but nevertheless, generally speaking, it's more likely that with self confidence, you'll do better than without self confidence. And that's not just a, a logical thing, that's also an avtacha of having. A healthy betochen, by the way. A healthy betochen lies a lot with self-confidence. Because the self-confidence comes not from your ego, but from your soul. Your soul that's connected to above. So very often, people that are big, very arrogant and seem self confidence but it's coming from an inflated ego... A lot of times they're not self-confident, they're covering up a lot of insecurities with something that looks like self-confidence but isn't. Real self-confidence comes from the soul, from the God-given spark that's within you. And therefore, lack of self-confidence is sort of like being out of touch with the soul to a certain degree, and it holds you back from being everything you could have been or you could be. And people think that if they were not self-confident for a long time, that will take a lot of time. With some people, it may take more time than others, but it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time if one is motivated and does their exercises with it and develops an attitude and a mindset and writes things down, positive affirmations, thinks things through. And it's true. Some people naturally have more self-confidence than others. Some people, it requires more effort. But it is a mental quality that you can create and you can develop this is one of the biggest days, by the way of developing self confidence self self esteem is to recognize that you have temporary that you have temporary and permanent thinking one of the greatest obstacles to our self confidence is not being able to distinguish between a temporary thought and a permanent thought and you learn to choose what's to be temporary and what's to be permanent and you make an effort to differentiate them. So, for example, if you had these thoughts that seem permanent to you, "I'm not an interesting person," "I am not," "I'm not worth it," "I'm," "I'm a sinner," "Be etsem "I have no hope," and and so on and so forth. You make a decision in your mind. I don't care how long you've been thinking this, even if it was for many years. This will become a temporary thought. It's not going to become a, be a permanent thought anymore. I'm going to create a permanent thought that I'm going to start thinking and that will be permanent which is that I may not be confident right now but I'm taking steps to feel stronger. I'm a child of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I trust Him and He's going to empower me and I'm going to become um, you know, be- a better person and I'm going to become happier and thrive. And when you have these negative thoughts that bash you unnecessarily you you as soon as it hits your head you say doesn't make a difference how long you've had it. It's This is a temporary thought. I'm going to put it into a file. It's going to become more and more temporary. And I'm going to allow the positive thoughts to become more and more permanent. And you label it as such. And ultimately, you'll start seeing that you'll begin to develop those healthier thoughts um, as you go along. To create that self-confidence on your own. Basically, you make it, again, like we talked about in the last year... Independent of what others believe or not, that doesn't mean you don't ask a mentor or a dear friend that's really loves you for real to give you constructive criticism. Sometimes, then yes, of course you listen to them. You you, you don't um, you're not bl- blind to your faults. And if you if you think you are, you ask people who truly love you and care for you. Um, you know could I correct this or what do you feel about that? And they may give you healthy um, healthy, constructive criticism. And that's okay. But in general, in general, especially with people you don't know or don't know about your life and they're just making judgments about you, then you could disregard that. It's independent of that. And your presence and confidence is independent of your past successes or your past failures. Even if you remember things that are very painful to you about how you know you failed in certain areas your self-confidence now is independent of that i am i have great potential and i'm going to grow it so this idea of believing in yourself because of the god-given soul that you were given and the potential that you have could, allows you to bring it out and to fulfill it and this is really a very very important aside people needlessly limit themselves with their lack of self-confidence and you see from very accomplished people the extent of what people are, are 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 capable of achieving and even simple people achieved high levels of achievement because of their self-confidence and you'll see and if you 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 read carefully and you'll understand carefully about the what it is you will see That very often, a person, if he has that self-confidence, and he has certain skills, he'll be matzliach more than someone who may be even more naturally gifted, but doesn't have that self-confidence. You see this with athletes, as an example, but every type of profession. That athletes is, these two athletes. Athlete A... um, is is a physical specimen, has all the skills, and the football could throw it accurately, and whatever it is, and if, if he's a pitcher, he could throw 100 miles an hour with, with all his stuff, and mechanics are great, but he lacks the self-confidence, and it's something mentally like he's not sure of himself, and he will not do as good as athlete number B, who may not have naturally that level of great mechanics with his pitching or accurate arm or arm strength in football, but because he has that self-confidence, he uses everything he does have to the fullest potential. And that athlete B, who has somewhat of a lower talent level, will, be, will exceed and excel over the one athlete number A, who has even more potential inherently, but lacks that self-confidence. And by the way, it's not just self-confidence, it's also discipline. That's another thing that could hold people back, is when you're lazy and you don't, and you don't um, work on fulfilling your attention. And this is like a curious thing. It's a fiction, but it's interesting. Used to be into this, uh, the Sherlock Holmes, in the 1880s and so on and so forth. There was a fictional character in England. Sherlock Holmes, a, a famous detective. A lot of people heard, you know, it's a fictional character. So what's fascinating is, is he has, there's a couple of short stories where he has an older brother named Mycroft, whatever it is. His older brother, Sherlock Holmes, was telling Dr. Watson that my brother Mycroft has... His his deductive powers and skills are way beyond mine. He's superior. He's much higher. He could right away. He could figure out if you know from the information and everything way quicker and more deeper than I could figure it out myself. So how come he's not famous and I am? And the answer is is because I am not lazy. If I hear a theory from a person speaking a client, I go all over and I gather the evidence and work hard in order to verify what i concluded whether it's correct not correct based on those you know that that what i was told and then observe my brother on the other hand he hears this he comes to the usually the, the correct con- conclusion but he's lazy he doesn't even bother he's too lazy to even uh, contemplate whether the person's right or wrong or whether his conclusion is right or wrong he you know very Passive about that. That's why even though he was twice as great in his deductive powers beyond Sherlock Holmes, but he didn't amount to anything because he didn't bother with it and he was lazy. So that's another thing also. So there's two things that could hold back from achieving your potential. One is indeed a lack of self-confidence, not believing in yourself in a healthy way. But then there is another concept of just being diligent, and sometimes they go hand in hand, because if you have a certain self-confidence, you'll be more determined to be more diligent and to work more hard. We talked a little bit about the last, in the last year, about that you don't need approval of others. And this is a very hard thing for many people. And because approval seeking, like we said, if it's a need, it's very difficult for a person and it is a handicap for a person when he or she needs the approval of something, of somebody else. And if you make someone else's opinion more important than your own, then if you don't get their approval, then you will feel depressed or you'll feel unworthy or you'll feel guilty since they're more important to you. So, and, and you should, by the way, be careful because you have a lot of people that are manipulators, that they use approval to control people. Meaning like this, is they know how to zoom in on people that, are, that lack self-confidence. And because he senses, this manipulator, he senses that your worth, the person they're talking to, is, is based on pr- approval. Otherwise, they're without worth. So when you flatter that person the more you can manipulate that person. And the more you need flattery, the more you're prone to be manipulated by those people. And that is a very unhealthy thing. And unfortunately, through the history of people, centuries of, of student-teacher relationships, where often there was a misuse of the teacher or, 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 or uh, teacher or leader's power by them sensing the weakness of the person that is looking up to them, that they need approval desperately, and they use that for their own purposes instead of trying to bring out their inherent potential. So that's a very, very important thing to understand. And we always really need to be careful of this as parents we have to try our best to develop in our children a healthy self-esteem but at the same time that they need to feel confident in their own problem solving in of course each person in their, in their own age and understanding you can't expect an eight-year-old to have the decision-making powers of a 16 year old but within the eight-year-old realm of what they could make decisions you allow them to make those decisions, and you don't let, you don't make them totally dependent on their mother or father uh, to to a degree where it's controlling. There was one famous uh, I like him a lot. His name is Gibran. He had a lot of deep Yeside uh, um, um, poems and and observations. And one of them he said is that your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. This is really a of the Torah. Your children are a pikadin from Hashem. They are not your children. They are your children, obviously, in halacha, and in many senses they are. We got it to Levincha, right? It says bincha all the time in the Torah. Your son, so he is your son. But in a deep level, they are entrusted to you. They are picoding. They are not. They come through. You, they come through you, but not from you. And again, yes, the Gemara Nida says that the even the physical materials and certain dispositions of soul do come from the mother and the father. The Iker comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Obviously, as the Gemara Nida explains. So it does come from you, and giving birth and the natural. Um, progression of biology you come from substances of your mother and your father but at the same time it's through they come through you as a parent not not from you meaning that ultimately their soul you don't own there it's a big and the idea is is that one needs to learn and train their children to think for themselves, to have their own approval. A true manig, by the way, a real true manig, doesn't try to make copies of himself, or one-track-minded of, of I have a mahalach, so stick to this mahalach, and um, and 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 no matter what. Now, yes, this is a a Messiah and so on. I'm not going to get into that now. But if so, if if a talmit's tchunis differs from his rebbe's personal an anefesh. If he, the Rebbe, loves the Ian and not into Bachaeus that much, but he sees this Talmud loves the Baeus, he needs to channel it. He could teach him Ian also and give him a healthy balance, but he has to know what the what that person what that Talmud is. And and the Talmud himself needs to develop that. So that it, it's really, really important to work on that concept of not seeking approval for the sake of approval, not to make it a need, that it should only be at most a want. Have a wonderful Shabbos.